What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
here from Rundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. With us on the line, we've got the none other than Ryan Sipes. Sipes, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. Uh, living, living it up here in Kentucky. Living it up in Kentucky, home of uh, some damn good basketball teams over the years, some decent football teams over the years, and one, actually, you know what, two pretty fast motocross racers, uh, both indoors, outdoors, and uh, even in the woods. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing real good. I'm doing good. We're uh had a race this last weekend, so been busy cleaning up from that and got a couple weekends off, so taking it a little bit easier than it normally would be. But uh it's it's good. Now I got more time to hang out with the kiddos. Ryan Sipes, the last motocross racer to win a supercross on a carbureted motorcycle. Before we get into the most recent events, tell me about that race. Yeah, that's cool. Uh <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. Uh, not that it's something to be super proud of, but it—I mean, it should be in the record books, right? Uh, it definitely should. No, be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that race was uh, Seattle, 2012. Um, had just come off a broken hand and uh, shoulder and a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, first race back, just pulled the whole shot and. And one, uh, I got helped a little bit by the, the battle behind me, but my lap times were faster than theirs anyway. So they worked out and to get that win. It was cool. It was my last Supercross win. So definitely not, uh, I'm glad I got that one. For sure. Uh, a slightly, maybe at that time, outdated uh, Yamaha 250F, but you made good on it, got that uh, that big win. And uh, I think if you watch back of those races, you were, you were that particular race, you were gone, my friend. And I think that was kind of uh, an all-encompassing moment of your career because speed was never out of the realm of, of, of likeliness in your rides. Uh, I think like uh, as far as Supercross goes, it was consistency and it was uh, uh, the, you got the injury bug a few different times. That kind of uh, kind of sidelines you literally um, throughout your years, but uh, a ton of speed, my friend, and you've taken that over to uh, the, the 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 woods these days. I'm trying to, um, and yeah, like you said, I, I usually was fast enough when I did moto and supercross, but um, got hurt a lot and and probably wasn't as consistent as I could have been. Definitely wasn't, uh, but in off road it kind of been the same i was fast as soon as i showed up now not fast everywhere um the the speed these guys can can carry through trees and tight trees and technical rocks and roots and mud and stuff still blows me away sometimes uh so but for the most part yeah speed's been good but there's a lot of stuff to learn in off-road that just takes time i mean i've had the best coaches and and mentors and everything but just still 
still just takes a long time to kind of learn this stuff, especially when I'm racing against guys that have been doing it for 15 years. For sure. Like, uh, obviously no strangers to some seat time, but, uh, like doing two, two 40 minute monos in a day is totally different from going out there and riding for, for four hours. And I think I remembered hearing you talk about, uh, your first time, first few times going out there and racing, uh, GNCC races is that, uh, like the, the speed was, like you said, no issue whatsoever. It was just going that long. And then I think recently in just in the last two years, I I certainly think that the speed has actually picked up a little bit in the in the woods a little bit, which is uh, definitely plays into your strength. But now you got to go harder and even longer. Yeah, that's the thing is um, when I came in um, in 2014, um, they were kind of saying that in the years past, you know, probably before I guess 2012 or 13, that it was kind of play cat and mouse for two hours and then sprint the last hour you know that's when it got serious and then once I came in or not it wasn't when I came in but around the time I came in it was like these guys are going pretty fast from the start Um, but even my first two years you could tell some guys were like well we're just gonna we're gonna ride fast but I would call it maybe 85 90 percent where you're going fast but you're you're not taking chances or making mistakes and now if you don't start at a hundred percent and sprint at the beginning you're you're never going to catch the guys that do so it's it's pretty gnarly i mean like i've i've uh the the last race before this past weekend at uh my first win up in um uh west virginia that was my <laughs> that was my strategy was pin it at the beginning and see if i can get away from the guys and and it i mean now i know why they do it i mean i got out of the way and um definitely had to sprint I, d- I didn't sprint the full three hours, but I would say for 80% of it, I was sprinting because if they started to gain on me, I would have to sprint again. And uh, it's gnarly for to do that for three hours when, uh, I mean, three hours just on a motorcycle is, is no joke, but then do it as fast as you can go. It, uh, it, it's tough. Yeah, it's I, I personally uh, when I think of woods guys, and I, I have no aspirations of putting bark busters on my bike in any any type of way anytime soon. But just that skill level, and it's it's a set of skills that I just straight up do not have. Like I, I I've been on a motorcycle for quite some time, but I just don't have that uh, tuck it between the trees and, and and dance on the shifter in that type of way that you guys have. And uh, like how. How, what was the learning curve for you like? Like you said, speed was there, but uh, like, what were some of the things that you had to work on? Was there drills that you were doing that were kind of helping with certain things? How did that come along? Uh, man, it's um, it's a lot. It's more than I ever thought it would be, and and I don't think you can fully grasp it until you go through it. Um, I jumped straight into XC1 class, which is the top class, and. I, at the time the rules would have allowed me to do XC2, but, um, I don't know. I just thought it, you know, let me go race the best guys. And, um, the, the first one was fitness, um, at even training as hard as I did for moto and stuff. We never did, we never rode for three hours straight. <laughs> so we might've trained for three hours straight, but riding on a motorcycle is different. And, uh, show up at the first round I ran, toward the front top three for two hours and at two hours my body just tried to shut completely down it was i was cramping my quads would cramp so i would 
sit down and then my calves would cramp. So I'd stand up and my quads, you know, it was just, it was just hell the last hour, um, trying to get through it. And I've still had races like that. I mean, the, I sweat a lot and the, the cramping issue is, is gnarly when you're doing three hours and you're sweating like that. But, um, once I figured out the fitness, which I think I've got pretty good now, um, it's, you never understand, like on a motocross track, you're going to have, you got jumps, you got turns, obviously you got ruts and you might have dry dirt, um, and then wet dirt and maybe some hard pack slick stuff, but that's the extent of what you got. Um, and off-road, you got all that plus roots, rocks, um, sharp rocks, round rocks, which are almost tougher um and then the biggest thing for me has been line uh, picking lines and finding the lines so on moto you got a banner on your left and a banner on your right and you can't go outside of those so your line choices are limited to that space in mo- in uh, off-road at least in gntc the rules say you can be um 25 feet from the arrows from the trail that was cut originally so there's lines out there that i still sometimes i don't see them it's like man, how are these guys going so much faster? And it's because they're taking a better line here and there that's cutting off a, a little bit of track, and, and they're not cheating. It's just part of the rules. Um, so that's been coming from Moto where you didn't have to look for that. It wasn't an instinct to look for a line that that wasn't on the track. Um, that's been the toughest part, and I still work on it every day to try to get better. No doubt. Well, it certainly have, has kind of come to a head where you were able to win a, win a uh, GNCC. When you crossed the line, you knew that you had won that event. What that what was that feeling like for you? Does it compare at all to uh, to a Supercross win or uh, anything quite like that? Yeah, I would say it's uh, it's never been as special as um, as Supercross. Um, the only difference being that in Supercross, I've been really close a couple times and then and then not been able to finish it. Um, in off-road, I've never been, I've gotten second a couple times, but, you know, it wasn't really close to winning it. Um, so it was just huge. It was, um, I've been trying a long time and, and at times, a lot of times, super frustrated because you can go out, I can go out and get, take this year, for example, I got third at the first round and then like 15th and then 10th and then 5th and then 8th. And then second or third again, you know, no, I was second in New York and then back to 15. And it's like, it was never, it was always, well, not always, but some of it was my doing. Some of it was just, um, you know, cramping up or taking bad lines or, um, or whatever it might be taking, um, crashing out, stuff like that. So super frustrating. It seems like there's so many things, seems like, for me anyway, um, more things that have to kind of go your way that day, um, than what it was in moto. Um, in moto, you can get a good start and half your race is taken care of because you're up in the front, you're running the pace. Uh, you only got to hang on for 30 minutes or 15 laps if you're in supercross. And, and, uh, like I said, speed's never been the issue, but, um, in the off-road, it just seems like, there's a lot more factors and uh, I've definitely had the crash bug and off road and I've had some injuries and stuff. So it was a huge weight off my shoulders to finally get a win. I, um, I, everybody, you know, they say, 
congratulations. I said, no, it's about time, right? Because, you know, I've been doing it four years and uh, felt like I, I should be winning by now. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Bryce Hudson, and when I'm not out there uh, mixing soap or twisting the throttle, I'm over here listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just 
$69.95 American. And uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you can have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. No doubt. You got that win, and uh, did, did you ever get a uh, Canadian National 250F win, or uh, were you not able to do that? Well, I won Canadian Nationals. It was a 125 class. Heck and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, a, on, on a on a 250F, if I'm not mistaken. A steel-framed one at that. No, it was a 125. I was, oh, what, was were you on 125? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Kawasaki, okay. uh, Richmond, Kawasaki in 2003. I won the first two East Coast rounds and then crashed myself out of the third round. And uh, it was down to the last moto at... at um, or it was down to the last round in Walton, and uh, I crashed out of the first moto. I won the second moto, but it wasn't enough. I ended up getting second or third in the series, I think. Who are you battling with? Was that now? It's not Dusty Cloud. He was racing the West Coast. Who was? Who was uh, that? Derek, Derek Fisher and Randy Valade. Derek Fisher, absolutely on a yeah. uh, on a Morgan Racing Suzuki, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was on some kind of Suzuki. I know that we had some. Some pretty good battles. Um, I think the first two rounds we split moto wins, but I was able to get the second moto, so I took the overalls. And uh, yeah, he was tough, and and Randy was tough. He was honestly that year probably not the fastest, but he was the most consistent. We he didn't win a round, but um, he was either second or third in the rest of them. And we were we were uh, well, I was young at the time. I would either win or be way back because I crashed. It, um, so he was able to get that and, uh, it was, it was fun though. It was a cool, cool experience to be able to do it. I really liked riding up there. The atmosphere at Canadian Nationals is totally different than at the, you know, down in the States. And I really had a lot of fun. No doubt. Well, uh, maybe one of, one of these days we're going to have to, uh, set you up a bike with, uh, set you up a Husky and, uh, and, and some, send some graphics up to Canada and, uh, race one of those on an off weekend because, uh, you got a big donut hole in your, in your, in your, your summer, big friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next year is going to be a little different. I'm going to be doing some more, uh, U.S. nationals and some stuff. I like it. There's, there's been, I mean, we've, I've talked about or thought about coming back up there if the opportunity arose to come back up and do some Canadian nationals. Um, it would be fun and I'd still love moto. I mean, that's my first love. It's yeah. still, if I had to choose what to ride, um, you know, to, when I'm practicing, it's moto. Um, most of the time I'm in the woods cause that's what I need to work on, but I still love riding moto and I'd love to come back up there someday. It's just right now I'm focusing on this off-road thing and, 
um, trying to make my mark here. No doubt. Maybe b- bookending a career in, uh, with uh, some Canadian nationals. Maybe hopefully more consistent on the on the latter side of that than uh, than you were as a uh, as a as a first or last guy. As a uh, I guess you would have been fifteen years old. No, I was probably seen two thousand thirteen. I was eighteen years old. Yeah, eighteen years old. I'm still still a super young guy, but uh, we're almost just about the same age. But uh, um, let's let's uh, look forward a little bit to a couple some exciting things. Not only the release of the uh, of a full gear line from Liette. You were wearing it at some of the one twenty five dream races that you are the one twenty five dream race that you uh, won this last year in Colorado. But uh, they've come out with a, a Full line head to toe Liat. Yeah, I'm head to toe Liat. Um, you know, pant, jersey, gloves, uh, neck brace, hydration, helmet, everything. So uh, they're um, it's an awesome company. I've been with them for a long time. Been wearing the neck brace since they came out with it, and um, really believe in it. I think it's awesome stuff, and um, I believe in um, their passion for safety, which is, I mean, obviously of the most importance to to a rider that's you know putting it out there on the line all the time so really happy to be with them for sure absolute and uh, obviously you were able to to get that victory you were on a 125 box stock with wood suspension and uh and and some people were talking about some sandbagging but uh you were racing a what well, for sure again against a one uh, against a 150 uh and and still were able to get the victory and uh, there's some pretty big jumps out in Colorado and uh also something called uh, elevation so uh a, a hats off to you my friend a buck and a quarter out in Colorado uh no small task yeah thanks it was fun um it kind of the i heard about it they were having one out there and um we had a bike we actually we have a, a guy that races the 125 for our team for coastal racing and off-road he was hurt at the time i said hey you know can i use this bike and they said yeah and then i, I found some buddies um um jake bomber and brandon Parrish were going out to race the national so I put the bike on their rig, and um, yeah, it was super fun how it how it all came together, kind of last minute. But went out there on my uh, wood suspension, and and it was really fun. It was cool to be back on a uh, back out there on that track. I like that track. The elevation makes it tough, um, not necessarily necessarily physically, but just the bike, you know, has no power, especially on stock 125. And um, I saw that the one dude. Um, Tyler and Lindsay jumping some of these jumps. I'm like, well, if we can make it, I could probably make it. And I was, this was in practice. And so I go out and, and hook it. And I'm telling you, I didn't even come close. It was, it hurt. It was bad. I, I didn't even get the front wheel over one of those triples. And so, well, something either I'm not hitting the corner fast enough or, you know, something's going on, but mm-hmm. able to get the win, just, um, you know, corner speed and stuff obviously is, more important than doing jumps, but he rode good and had a good little battle with him. That was fun. Um, 125s are the most fun thing. I mean, when I got that bike and I rode it a couple times before I shipped it out, it was like, this is what riding's all about. Like, I could do this all day and just smile the whole time. So it was super fun racing the 125. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to doing some more of that next year. 
No doubt. I uh, I think that uh, like word is that uh, they've they've only been expanding that race. The dream race was originally just uh, called uh, Washougal. Expanded to three races this year. I could easily see them doubling that, if not more, for next year. I think the 125 two-stroke has a place in motocross, and uh, um, whether it's legends like yourself, uh, absolutely twisting the throttle to the throttle cable brakes or ha- uh, having a stepping stone for kids to ride from super minis uh, before they get onto a 250F. Either way, I want to see more of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if, uh, I think the kids for sure should go from a, from an 80 to a, to a 125. I mean, that's the obvious next stepping stone, but when you learn to ride a 125, uh, when you're, when that's what you learn on, um, it gives you, I think makes your, Habits better um, when you do step up to 250F. Um, learning to um, to to ride a 125 fast uh, is four strokes kind of just make things easier. So you can go faster on them, but for the most part, I mean they got more power. I understand that, but they make they take up they make up for your weaknesses. So you have so much power and so much usable torque that you can be lazy in the corner and still be able to go fast or jump the jump or whatever it may be. So I think 125s are, are huge. I hope they make a comeback. It seems like with um, the series that, that they're putting on, the 125 Dream Race is cool, and um, and the fans love it. Um, and then they're putting in more classes at Loretta Lens, and I, I hope that the 125s and two-strokes in general make a comeback. Hey, that makes two of us, my friend. Now, let's take a, a look forward about two weeks where you yourself are going to be mixing gas, hauling ass, uh, and, and most likely we'll have a beautiful FMF Works exhaust system uh, on your, your motorcycle. Straight rhythm, no corner speed needed. Probably going to have to get reacquainted with uh, scrubbing the shit out of some uh, some some speed checks. But uh, uh, you are going to be getting onto a 252 stroke and uh, and throwing your hat in the ring on that as well as a 250F. Tell me how this all came together. Um, yeah, it was. Um, I got the call. They're they're doing a two stroke class at Straight Rhythm, and they said we want you to come. And I said I'll be there. I'll make it work. No. You know, whatever it takes, because I always want to do that race. I think it's really innovative and and kind of forward-thinking, and I think it's cool um, the way that they do that. Um, So I definitely wanted to do it. And on a two-stroke, I haven't ridden a 252-stroke in a long time, but it should be fun, (laughs) the same way as the 125 was. And hitting some Supercross stuff, is um, I haven't done that in a long time either. I actually built a section at home here. Um, it's nothing probably like it will be at the race, but it's just a super cross section with some three footers and five footers and tabletop and, you know, some different things and getting back on that. It was like, Oh, I can jump it. No problem. Like I've never had a problem jumping anything, but then going faster, actually pushing through it or scrubbing or, you know, whatever is a whole different deal. So it took me a minute to get, get my feet under me again and definitely going to need some more practice before I got out there. But, Looking forward to it. I'm actually racing the two-stroke in the two-stroke class and in the 250F class. I'm only going to have one bike, so okay. hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, it works out. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I want to get out there and um, represent my sponsors and hopefully do well. Hey, I hope you do well. As, uh, 
too, man. Like uh, a two-stroke, both classes, that even makes it that much better. I find like uh, like it's no no secret. I'm a total two-stroke guy. Obviously, I realize that four strokes are what we compete on in, at the professional level, but uh, uh, seeing you taking on some of those kids that uh, are going to be like kids like Jordan Smith and uh, I assume that uh, Alex Martin will be there. The rest of the TLD KTM team uh, will be there and and you'll be right in the mix 252 stroking it and uh, in that two stroke class like uh, you only have to beat the likes of I don't know Ryan Villapoto. I think uh, uh, Chad Reed's going to be in it. Guys that you're used to tangling with. Yeah. Yeah. No it'll be tough but I'm like it's one of the things that I, I used to be fast doing it, um, the same as they were. They were a lot faster than me, and I obviously had more um, more um, success in it. But I don't know. It's just going to be fun either way. Even if I get smoked, um, it'll be super fun to go out there and go head to head with them and just see if I can remember how to ride some supercross. Um, I'm trying to. Um, I've done a lot of different racing. I mean, obviously done motocross, supercross, and I went to off-road, and I still go back and do some motocross uh, once or twice a year. And um, This will be just something else to kind of see if I can pull it off, um, try to be the most versatile, you know, rider that I can and, and go out there and just try a whole bunch of different things. And like I said, even if I get smoked, it'll be fun. You betcha, my friend. Well, I, I'm cheering for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, where, where uh, like, if, if people want to kind of see the bike that you're riding or, or follow you on social media, how can they do that? And I know you're always really good about uh, shouting out the sponsors and uh, and getting those plugs in on social media. You're a great follow. Oh, thanks. Uh, I try to be. Um, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram is um, at r sites and then, or it's r underscore sites. Sorry. And on Facebook, um, official Ryan Sipes. Um, so I'll be keeping up everybody up on that. Also got a website, SipesRacing.com. Um, should be able to go there and check out everything I'm doing. Um, race reports, see the sponsors and, and, uh, that help me out and everything. It's going to be, it's, I don't know. I try to, I feel like it's a story, you know, I'm, I'm not writing a book, but maybe one day I will, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, my life story trying to, just live it up and do the coolest things that I can have the most fun and hopefully, you know, have some success. So if you want to, uh, follow it, go ahead and check it out. For sure. And I like not, not too long ago, you had a, a t-shirt sale going on on the website. Any of those left over for someone who might want to uh, run over to the website and check that out? Yeah, we got a few left. Um, definitely just go to swipetracing.com slash store. Um, we got, um, some t-shirts it's got a picture on it and name and number on the back and um we originally had it for a fundraiser for isde but i still got some left so um if you want to go if you want to get one go check it out and every once in a while every couple of weeks i run a run a sale um so pay attention to the uh, my social media and i'll put on um you know different offer codes and and some stuff to get a little discount for you Awesome. Well, let's po- let's uh, finish off this podcast with some rapid fire questions. Sound good? Yep. Chicken or beef? Beef. What is your favorite craft beer? Hmm. Um. Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. And uh, Supercross or outdoors? 
If you're going to ride it, Supercross. If you're going to race it, outdoors. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, when you were growing up, was it uh, was it uh, Bradshaw or McGrath? Bradshaw, for sure. Bradshaw, and why? I don't know. He was kind of the the super fast dude that you never knew if he was just going to weed himself or win by 30 seconds. <laughs> no, I always thought that was interesting. Definitely. Of anybody that you raced with as an amateur growing up in your local area, who should have done better than they did? Hmm. Um, probably Jacob Saylor. He Jacob Saylor. Has, yeah. Uh, I've seen the guy do things that didn't make sense on a motorcycle. Um, he was really, really, really good. And, uh, he, he raced in the pros, um, didn't have, yeah, yeah. you know, the most success, but he was, he was a really good rider. Who would you say is he, is a, as a motocross racer who did the most with the least amount of natural ability? Huh. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to say LaRocco maybe. Not bad. Seems, I, yeah, he's a bit like of a hammerhead. Just, yeah, just did it with fitness and just, I'm going to do this whether I can or not. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, you're standing in front of the cooler at 7-Eleven or your local convenience store. You need to pick up a Gatorade. What color? Uh, Orange. Orange. Why orange? I don't know. I just like it. It tastes good. Fair enough. Consistent But orange. if I was going to buy something, it'd be a rock star. You'd have to get a rock star, absolutely. But why would you buy one when you can just go to the motocross races where, in that world, energy drinks are free? Yeah, definitely. But they taste good, <laughs> also. So absolutely. Well, and and I think that does that uh, makes full circle to our good friend uh, James Hansen, who this past weekend completed not only one but two ridiculous uh, feats of, of fitness when he was doing a, a couple of extreme races, uh, and that's where the two of us met, having to share a bed in Colorado prior to your big win. I think it had a little bit to do with your success. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a fun weekend hanging out and even then using your camera to shoot some pictures. That was that was fun. Heck yeah, a a a, a budding, talented shutterbug is uh, is Ryan Sipe heading out onto the uh, the Colorado uh, racetrack with uh, with digital SLR in hand, snapping some pretty impressive photos. I might add. <laughs> Thanks. It's fun. Uh, I I like. I don't know. I would. I don't do it regularly, but it's fun to just find the angle. You know, it seems like you definitely got to have some talent, but I think finding the angles is half the battle, right? For sure. And you, you've had uh, any number of photos taken of you over the years that look pretty good. Easy for what, like for you guys to kind of know what's going to look good or, or what what kind of angles that might uh, really make something pop. But uh, I was really impressed with your skills, my friend. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's fun, and I like working with. The photographers and, and videographers and stuff, when they would come out, I mean, it was more, definitely more when I was doing Moto and Supercross, but we'd do photo shoots or they would want to do a video and stuff. Um, I like doing that stuff and seeing, I mean, they're immensely talented to see what they can do with, um, you know, technology definitely helps, but they're the way they get angles and, and different stuff. They take a picture and you think that's not going to look good and they make it look good. Um, 
but I like getting in in there and, you know, trying to, I don't know, give them my two cents. Like, hey, try this. What if you get over here, shoot it this way. So I like it. It's fun. Perfect. I like it, my friend. Well, next time I talk, I think I hope we'll we'll have knocked down many more of uh, of GNCC uh, victories and or uh, uh, knocking down some some outstanding performances next year at the Lucas Oil AMA uh, Motocross Championships. Yeah, hopefully. And hey, you never know. I might come racing the Canadian one too. Hey, no, that that would be fun as well. Thank you so much for making some time for me tonight, there, Ryan. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll cut it off right there, my friend. All right, thanks. Hey, uh, if I could just throw a shout-out to my sponsors uh, for helping me out. Coastal Racing, Rockstar Energy, uh, Husqvarna, Liat, Dragon, Goggles, uh, Team Design Works, Garnet, Maxis, FMF, Mika Metals, Steve Hatch Racing, Need CrossFit, uh, Work It Out Massage, Air Group, Bell Ray, Aturby, Simpson, CTI, 343 Graphics, XC Gear, G2, DP Brakes, uh, Super B Batteries, Seat Concepts, Twin Air, IMS, Arc Levers, Hammer Nutrition, and Motul MX. Boom. An impressive list and always growing, my friend. Uh, you're, you're a great interview. We thank you for, very much for the time. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.